0: This dog is not stopping.
1: Oh, let's let's just start this recording then and (laughs) see how it goes.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, it stopped. Oh,
1: goodness. So, hi, (laughs) Jace. Hi. (laughs) And hi, guys. We are experiencing so many recording issues uh tonight but we're gonna just um we're just gonna mission through this and see how it goes
0: yeah uh i'm getting a lot of background noise especially from the neighbor's dogs again and i just realized because i moved slightly forward but my chair is incredibly
1: creaky Um. so I have to stay dead still right now. <laughs> uh, me too. I'm recording downstairs so that I'm sitting next to the router because last week's recording was my my side was very bad. Um so um so guys please just um st- stick with us. We are looking into better ways of recording, but this is like a um just like a passion project of ours. Um we don't really have funds at the moment to bump into this thing, but but we're we're willing to we're willing to push through and really try and make this work. On that note, actually, I don't even know if I told you, Jess. Uh, I started a Patreon mm-hmm. for us. Uh, you
0: briefly mentioned it, yes.
1: So we are on Patreon. Um we're under Dead Curious and the branding and the logo is all the same. And you'll be able to find our little curious clan tier there for $2 a month if you want to help support us and watch us grow. We'd seriously appreciate that. And then obviously you will be getting things like um, bonus episodes, exclusive content. And one day maybe when we get into merchandising, maybe there will be a couple of benefits there. Who knows? Who knows where this thing can go?
0: Yeah, so creating that big because we already
1: have some very cute ideas <laughs> for. Um, <gasps> we had. Sorry, continue. Let me not interrupt you.
0: Motion dice. I'm
1: done. Motion. What's that? <laughs> merch. What's a? Mo- what's the word? I, I thought you. Said, <laughs> I thought you said merch. I thought you said motion dice. <laughs> it's it's like, um, dice that. Or- d-
0: or yeah, dice that throws free. itself. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, "Wow, you can do you can do that."
0: Well, let's try. Let's try.
1: We <laughs> no had, promises. We had a t-shirt re- design request already, and what was that, that request? <laughs> Kids are dicks. <laughs>
0: Sorry, mum, but that's what the people want.
1: Yes, apparently our mother dearest um, didn't didn't like the fact that we um, we compared children to phalluses. and I'm sorry, Mom. I didn't mean to offend you, <laughs> but it is true. People wanted on a T-shirt. I'm afraid, I'm afraid that that's going to stay. Love you <laughs> lots. <laughs> We had such a big week this week. We're now available on um, Apple Podcasts, which is great for us. It's brought us in some guys from the Netherlands, and we have some um, listeners in the USA as well. Sup, USA. What's up, Netherlands? Love you guys. Yeah, that's um,
0: – I can't think of the word now. My mind has gone blank. Mind-blowing. Um like I physically squealed. I actually made a squealing sound (laughs) and like my legs did that kicking thing. I was so excited. (laughs) I just don't know how to express it in words right now because it's late.
1: Like we said, guys, we're having crazy bad recording issues. So um, we'll try and pick them up as we go, but uh, we do not want it to stop us from putting out an episode once a week. So we can we all mission through this together. Oh, by the way, what do you think of the name um, Curious Clan? Uh, it's a bit gimmicky, but that's kind of why I like it. If you
0: like it, leave a comment or if you have a suggestion about a name, leave a comment or something like
1: that. We are on Instagram at Dead Curious. And we're on Facebook, also Dead Curious. We have an email as well. It's Dead Curious P-O-D, P-O-D for podcast, deadcuriouspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from the people who are listening. If you
0: have experienced anything paranormal yourself,
1: you are mm. more than welcome to send those stories to us as well. We would love to do an episode with a couple of listener stories. Uh, yeah, I so, think that about covers everything um, from the admin side of things. Uh, I agree. So I think we should just
0: get into our topic for today. Yes, haunted places. Woo. Yes, so we're doing another episode on haunted places. And... Uh, I'm going first this time? Uh, Yes. All right, so I'm going to tell you about a place from our home city, which is Port Elizabeth, and this is a building that I used to pass almost every single day for the last four years on my way to university.
1: And I used to party in it, and I used to work across the road from it. (gasps) Uh,
0: This is a building that we are both quite familiar with, and it's called the Richley House. And uh, it was previously called Langford Lodge. I think that's when it was first built. It was called Langford or Langford Lodge. And this is supposedly the most haunted house in Port Elizabeth, Mm. although we all know that when people know that their building is haunted and they are willing to promote it, they will say that they have the most haunted building. So everybody is saying that. Yeah. So who knows if it really is. Fair point. Uh, this house or this building was built in 1906 by a man named William James Wills. So it's been around for a very, very long time. Uh, the Ritchley house had been used for many, many different uh, purposes over the last hundred plus years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was once a general nursing home uh, and maternity home, nursing and maternity home, It was then a brothel during Uh, World War II. Did not know that. Mm -hmm. Right. That was interesting. Uh, And it was also a post-war boarding house um, after that. But uh, more recently, it's been used as a bar or pub. Uh, A few years ago, it was called, I think it was Champions Sports Bar. And today Port Elizabethans will know it as Brazen Head. That's what I know it as. Uh, which is now Yeah. And it's now permanently closed. What? Yes, that's what it says on their website. I didn't know
1: that. So <laughs> bruh, it's been closed for a long time. For real. Like before Corona. Yeah. It just goes to show I don't get out. Like I don't get out at all. <laughs> Because that's like one of my favorite house. Oh really? Oh, you know I've never been there. Oh, yeah. It, yes. It it uh you would have been a bit young to go. I mean, it was it was like a it it's a bar, but it was like a party bar verging on club sort deal. So I don't think I don't think it would have I don't think you would have been the right age to really enjoy it back then. But it is kind of weird um, that there's club music and drinks and parties and, like, people making out in, like, a really, really old house. Like, they had, like, the original stairs and Mm. everything. It it was proper old. It was beautiful. But, yeah, I think it actually is kind of cozy. Like, Mm. it would be so creepy if it wasn't packed full of people and strobe lights and stuff, but... But that's a different thing. Um, But, uh, yeah, let's get on to the spooky
0: part of the story. So, there are quite a few spirits that are regularly seen in the building. And these spirits include a nun who is accompanied by the cries of an unseen
1: baby. Awful. Sorry, sorry, you you broke up there. So it's a nun, and there's an unseen baby. Yes. So when when they see the nun, uh, her yeah. presence
0: is accompanied by the cries of an unseen baby. You.
1: Right. That's Ew. just gross. I hate baby stuff. It's too creepy.
0: Uh huh.
1: Okay. And
0: there is also a woman and a child that are often seen in the hallway, and they are dressed in period clothing. So, I'm guessing that the nun and the baby, as well as this woman and child, are possibly spirits from the time when uh, this building was used as a nursing and maternity home. Um, For Uh, me, a kid and a baby and like that clothing wouldn't make sense unless they were from that time, because I think that was one of the first uses um, of the building. So that would have been like close to a hundred years ago. There is also uh, a grumpy man that is dressed in a gray coat and he usually storms through the dining room through to the kitchen area where he rattles and bangs on pots and pans out of an unknown frustration. So he seems to be really irritated with whatever is happening or whatever happened to him in the past. And he's just like making a huge noise and causing nonsense in the kitchen. Now, hmm. these spirits that I have just mentioned now seem to be more of um, a residual type of haunting because they don't seem to be that concerned with the people around them. They're kind of just doing their okay. thing. But there is one other spirit that appears in the domestic quarters. They in the research I've done, they say domestic quarters. I'm assuming that would be like the staff room or something like that. Mm. Apparently, this spirit tries to strangle the staff members. Oh, my word. This one is definitely interacting with people and is very aware of what it's doing. Oh, my word. Uh Uh-huh. Now, because, of course, this building is, like, over 100 years old, it's impossible to find records of who these people mm-hmm. are supposed to be. But I did happen to find a video on YouTube by <gasps> Urban Paranormal Exploration Discoveries. And they did that an investigation. such a long name. I know, right? But anyway. They did an investigation when it was still called Champions. They did like the typical investigation thing where they go from room to room in the dark with their different types of um, ghost hunting equipment. Uh, actually, all right. So they didn't use the normal equipment that um, paranormal investigation investigators usually use. Okay. They actually use their phones for everything. So if you l- watch the video, you can mm-hmm. see, like, they, they're they actually recording the video with... And they're using, uh, like, ghost hunting apps on their phone, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah. But I don't know, they did, they did capture some stuff, so... You know, I'll I'll okay. I'll tell you how it went, and you can like give me your your opinions of it. Okay, All let's right. hear it. So, while they were doing their investigation, they were able to capture some EVPs, but uh, not in the same way as the ones that you got in your story last week. So, okay, the EVP device uh, or app that they used does not capture the actual uh, voice of the spirit. So, all right. So what it does is that it, it gets EVPs or it picks up whatever the spirit is saying that we cannot hear. And the word is mm-hmm. then displayed on the screen.
1: I've seen it. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Now I have seen actual, um, devices that um, that do that like display the word. but it's the first time I've seen it on a cell phone. I don't know, I'm just not mm. as like to believe a cell phone app to like an actual device, but anyway, whatever, they did catch some stuff. So the first room that they went to was kind of like a small dining room looking area and they started their evp session in there and the first app that they used was like um it was kind of like an emf sensor or electromagnetic field sensor mixed with a okay. spirit box so okay. instead of playing radio frequencies this spirit box played static so it's not like you can pick Ew. up words from the radio frequencies you know so it's it's just playing static mm. so any words they pick up would have to be from i don't know somewhere in the room i'm guessing okay all right so this app is able to detect changes in energy in the room as well as pick up evps so how it works is that when the app or whatever senses changes in energy in the room it will make like a loud beeping sound. Um, kind of like, I guess you could say when a the spirit is getting closer, it like starts to beep louder. Like a um, metal detector, but for ghosts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, okay. when they, that's when they start asking their questions. And of course, you know, they like ask the typical questions like, are there any spirits here who want to communicate? And what, 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 what? And eventually they got a response. And the response they got was the name Alyssa.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: And then after that they were asking a few more questions trying to get any sort of response. And there was no response for a while until they eventually got the word peace. But it was spelled P-I-E-C-E like a piece of cake or a piece of something. So they were trying to like ask questions like a piece of what do you want a piece of me? do you want a piece of the other guy like I don't know I don't know the wow. logic behind that question, but <laughs> anyway um while I was watching the video, I was kind of thinking maybe she meant peace, like the feeling of peace p e a c mm. and then eventually mm. they came to the same conclusion, like maybe she meant that she's at peace or. Something like that. Maybe she wants peace and she's not at peace. Maybe. Um, I think they did point that out. She's either not at peace or maybe she's, she's I don't know. Um, but yeah, they, after that, there weren't any other responses. So they kind of just decided to move on and not waste any more time in that room. And I did try to look and see if I could find any connection of an Alyssa with the building. But as I said before, it was a really long time ago, so I couldn't find any names. But that was the only name that they were able to get during their investigation. So the next room that they went into was the area where uh, the spirit that tries to strangle the staff members resides. Okay. This room got quite a few responses on the EVP app that they were using. Um, They were able to have like a mini conversation of sorts, but they only got like one word responses. So they didn't get full sentences or like, you know, explanations of anything. But the responses were actually pretty accurate um, according to the questions that they asked. So it's not like that one BuzzFeed episode where they asked something and, like, the ghost said spaghetti or whatever. Like, it actually made sense. Appletaters. taters. yes. (laughs) Taters. (laughs) Yeah, no food was mentioned in here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it was like – it was it was fairly accurate and, like, the answers kind of made sense. Okay. Um, but anyways, they used a different app for this one. Mm. Um, it had a similar way of picking up EVP, so the words were displayed on the screen. But instead of static, this one did play radio frequencies. Okay. Now, the problem with this one is... My hearing is kind of rubbish, so I couldn't actually (laughs) hear the questions they were asking um, because they they have the phone really close to the camera, so you can see the words Uh, that pop up. So the radio frequencies kind of drowned out the guy's voices. But the first three responses that they got were the words finish, years, and soul. Oh, my word so make of that what you will but that sounds a little bit dodgy and scary to me <laughs> sounds quite ominous yeah especially from something that's like strangling people mm. but anyway um when the guy asked if this is the spirit that likes to assault the staff they almost immediately got the word yes on the screen what uh-huh mm-hmm. Um, you. Yes. That that man I, I I know it's terrifying but like that I was so excited when that happened
1: cuz I was like yes that makes oh, sense that's yeah.
0: a reasonable response.
1: <laughs> but yes, we we're, we're, we're clearly not okay in the head. I mean why are we even talking about this?
0: To the point true. that we made a
1: podcast. That is correct. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness there is just something um so fascinating about it. You, you can't mm. help but be curious. Dead, Dead, curious. Curious. Dead <laughs> curious. Oh, my gosh.
0: Uh, again, I couldn't hear what they were asking or what they were saying, but they got the word gone. And then they asked if there was anything that the spirit wants them to do, and it responded with the word stop. So they took that as a sign that the spirit wants them to stop the EVP session and leave the room. Um, and they did say that they, they could like feel bumps or something. I think they said, um, there were like thumps or something on the floor. Um, but there wasn't supposed to be any room underneath them. So they don't know where the bumping was coming from. Um, but, yeah, they did say that there were people, like, in the surrounding area. So, it could have mm. been from someone else. Who knows? But, yeah, mm. they they decided to stop the session and move on. And then, in the final room that they were in, they were able to pick up some more responses, but this time in full sentences. <gasps> Um, But they asked, is anybody here with us? And the ghost or spirit responded with, Mom, I'm at home. Oh, no. And I think at this point, they assumed that it was Alyssa. They addressed the spirit as Alyssa. And they asked if she's missing her mother. And she responded "It's uh, with the word dark no Mm -hmm. and no so I'm wondering if this is like the little girl spirit that they see walking through the hallway but anyway um they asked her if she's scared of the presence in the other room and the response was two the number two so they they were thinking like are there two spirits in that other room the one with the the presence that strangles people. Are there two spirits in the building? In- They're trying to get more information from her, but there's no response on that. At some point, mm. I couldn't hear what the question was, but at one point they got the response, I'm still alive. Oh, no. Uh-huh. So oh, no. I think one of them mentions that perhaps she's like, um trapped between our world and the afterlife or something.
1: Oh no. Uh-huh.
0: So that kind of made me feel really sad. Um yeah. I am so sad. Yeah. Right now. Especially if it's the little girl and- ghost. I don't want the little girl to be trapped. Oh no. But they did uh she did respond with something else. I didn't add that one in here because um, it doesn't really make much sense because, again, my hearing is so bad and I couldn't hear the question. But I think she said something like, we have a beautiful, and then the sentence ends there. So it's only like half a sentence. So I don't know. People need to go and watch the video and see if they can hear the question because I don't know how to explain that. Um, And then finally – uh, towards the end of the EVP session, they asked her if there's anything else she wants to say. It's you know her last chance to tell a story or let us know who she is. Mm. And the response was no. So they they okay. ended it there, and that was the end of their investigation.
1: So well, yeah, that is the end of the Richley House. Okay, first, of, first of all, that's that's so intense. It went from creepy to petrifying to really sad. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I want to go back. I want to go back to this freaking strangling ghost. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so staff would go to this room, and it's in only in this one room that they would feel strangled. Correct. Oh, my word! yep, it's quite rude <laughs> would you would you stay working at a place if you got strangled by like an unseen force it
0: It depends on if the job is worth it and like if you get paid enough and also how badly yeah. I needed the money. Um and then I was saying like, If you're working at a pub or a bar or something, you're probably definitely not getting paid enough to stay at a place where you get choked by a ghost. Mm. So in this situation, no. But I mean, like if I had someone go into the room with me and like, I don't know, could maybe help me if I was attacked by something, then maybe I would stay. But I don't know. I don't know. In this situation, for me, it's not worth it.
1: It really sucks that um, the record-keeping is so bad. And I know it's so bad because my story is from the same the same period. Um, you were in 1906, hey? Uh, yes. Is when, is when that building was built. Yeah, mine was two years before that. Oh, wow. And I experienced the same problem. I had to do so much digging and so much research because people just did not keep records of, like, deaths and stuff um, the way we do now. Like, sure, there would be a record of death, like a death certificate or something, mm. but it wasn't really put in our media. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I actually think uh, here I'm being all sociological and stuff. But, like, I actually think it's quite interesting, the culture of, like, this morbid fascination uh, people are experiencing these days. I kind of feel like South Africa as as a society, like, as a culture, I feel like we're a bit behind on that, like, macabre interest. So what stood out to me about your story um besides the fact that there's a mixture of what I would say intelligent hauntings, residual hauntings, and uh, a, a harmful spirits, I, I can't think of the word now, but I'm actually wondering if that one that strangles people would that not be leaning more towards like a demonic entity like, do, isn't it that ghosts don't harm you or necessarily interact with you, but demonic forces can? I mean, it's quite
0: possible. Um, when I hear something like that, I definitely lean towards a more demonic thing. Mm. Um, I mean, look, something like strangling is definitely like with the intent to do serious harm or to potentially kill a person. I think if a ghost is going to try and harm you, it would do something like, I don't know, like something similar to a prank, like slam a door in your face or, I don't know, throw something at you.
1: Even like they say that angry man that hits the pots and pans, um, if you don't actually physically see the form doing it, it might just be poltergeist activity, which sometimes isn't even apparently. like. This is all speculation, obviously, but Mm -hmm. my understanding is that poltergeist um, activity is more linked to energy that's left in a place. So it's like if there's a lot of emotion and stuff, like it would have been if you look at the history that used to be there for prostitutes, for mothers, for men coming back from a hostel, for men coming back at war. I mean, that place would be ripe with energy. So it's very possible that the old dude is just poltergeist. Maybe there is some residual but that, that strangling is concerning. And if I had known that before, I wouldn't have gone partying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad I've never been there because, yeah, I think, I don't know, I think we kind of, because of all of the stuff we've experienced personally, I think we're kind of more open to things, uh, experiences and stuff. So You're
1: only as open as you allow I didn't, I mean, okay, look, I had, I was experiencing some spirits while I was there, not the spirits of which you speak in, but more of like the vodka kind, but I had a good time and good. Uh, yeah, going through uh, to the bathrooms, there was like a crazy cold spot there, which kind of. At the time, I didn't know that the place was known to be haunted, which which I did find a bit odd because the passages are tiny. Like, they're such small passages. Like, the rooms are big, but the passage is literally like on the side of the upstairs. You know how passages usually go through the middle of a house? Mm -hmm. Like, the staircase goes up against the side, and then the hallways on the side of the building, and then the rooms are built in. Mm. And my goodness, It's got those old wooden floors, so you can hear every step. Yeah. Which I'd imagine is quite creepy if you're there alone. Yeah. Um, I just want to go back to what you
0: said about the the old man or the the grumpy guy um, Mm. being like a a poltergeist sort of energy. Maybe, yeah. It could be, but I don't think so. I think they do okay. physically see the guy because I mean they hmm. like to describe his appearance. You know, okay. they they describe what he's wearing. They said a grey coat and that he storms through the, well, was it the dining area into the kitchen? So I think they actually physically see him get up. And okay. Look. So I don't know.
1: And very I mean, interesting.
0: They, they say that they see a nun. I mean you won't you won't say oh I felt the presence of a nun. You won't know unless you
1: see the clothing. I don't know. I think nuns have a presence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know Jax doesn't like every year I've wanted to dress as a scary nun and he just won't have it. Like he says that it's just too creepy for him. Oh, he should not watch The Conjuring 2, then. He I would really like that. Want to. Watch I watched it. And then I said, him. okay, oh, let's do it. As soon as we can start caring again together, then we must do it. Okay. But I offered to dress as a sexy nun, and he said, no, but that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Roxanne, it's not okay. <laughs> anyway, I want to tell my story now.
0: Uh, please do. I would love to know because I don't actually know what place you're doing. Do I? You
1: didn't tell me. When you said you were doing a haunted place, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a haunted place and I'm going to do one of my favorite kind of hauntings, which maybe some people picked up in the previous episode. Um, I'm really into haunted hotels. (laughs) So I'm doing the Glencairn Hotel. So...
0: Never heard of it.
1: The Glencairn Hotel is actually in this little seaside town in the Western Cape, in Simon's Town. So that's why you wouldn't have heard of it. It's actually quite a nice little. Um, it's like a nice little fisherman town type thing where people they generally go there on like holiday to get out of the cities and stuff. So. It's this lovely little town, and the Glencurren Hotel is in the suburb, Glencurren. Now, the Glencurren community is said to have begun over 100 years ago with the opening of the church and this specific hotel, which was built by the early Dutch and British settlers in 1904, so just two years before your story. And like you said... Any place that admits to be haunted (laughs) make the claim that they're the most haunted, but this isn't the most haunted hotel in South Africa. No, no, no. It is rumored to be one of the most haunted sites in the Southern Peninsula. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's go there. Oh, we can. So. Okay, cool. It is rumored to be one of the most haunted sites in the Southern Peninsula, and it has two, and it's known for its two resident ghosts. The first one is a dark-haired woman dressed in a white gown, often holding a candle, and a little boy. Of course. But the story of how these two ghosts came to be is a rather sad one. A lady by the name of Mrs. Renee Scott lived in the hotel when it was first opened, with her son, David Scott, and her husband, Robert Scott, who was the hotel chef at the time. One night, Robert caught Renee in bed with another man. When confronting his wife about the affair in room six, in a fit of rage, Robert threw his wife down the stairs, killing her. And soon Ooh. after, their son, David, age five, met the same fate. Um, it's, oh, Okay. Yeah, okay. So I'm getting
0: why he was upset with the wife but what what exactly why would he push the
1: kid down the stairs was it just because he was angry and the kid was there or like I don't know like like we discussed it was this was in the early 1900s and our media coverage back then was not too great so True. It's unclear what became of Robert, but Renee and David never left the hotel and have reminded guests and staff of their presence there ever since. It's often been reported that a woman appears in mirrors in various rooms of the hotel, and a boy has been seen and heard running and playing up and down the hallways. Although only Mm. Renee and David have been identified, it's believed at least another three entities haunt the hotel alongside them. There's about I just, five entities that they're aware of. Only two have kind of made themselves known. Were you going to say something? Okay.
0: Um, I was going to say, you mentioned that she appears in mirrors and stuff, right? Yes. Don't we love that? So her? as you... <laughs> As you said that, I looked to my side. My mirror is <laughs> not right next to me. It's like on the opposite side of the room. But if I turn around, if I turn to my right, I can see it. So as and you, you have said that, hair. I looked in the mirror and I have dark hair. So I was <laughs> and like, I kind of, I looked at myself.
1: <laughs> so, so you literally saw Renee for a split second.
0: I saw Renee for a split second and I looked at her and I was like, I'm, no, thank you. Oh my
1: word. No, I'm Yeah, I'm not. I can see my mirrors, but they can't see me. I'm happy where I am in my little corner. Okay. So the previous owner of the hotel actually called a Sangoma in. And to our international listeners, because we have those now, yay! A Sangoma is a traditional healer or better known as a witch doctor. Um, so, the previous owner had a Sangoma brought in to assess the situation. They confirmed that they did sense spirits, but didn't feel any evil intention from them. So, they decided to just leave the spirits be. So, Cape Town Paranormal Investigators, also a really long name. South African paranormal investigators love long names. Anyway. Apparently. So, CTPI did an investigation of the property, and they also did that spirit box, but they did the one that I think most people are familiar with, where it flips through the different radio frequencies and picks up voices. And they were able to actually um, get in contact with David, the little boy, and they did get some, like, coherent they got coherent responses and they got responses that fit the questions being asked, which, which is the first time I've actually seen that. I've seen a lot of those um, paranormal investigations where they use spirit boxes or those, those apps on phones where they spit out words. But this was Mm -hmm. like one of the more, um, one of the more logical conversations I've seen going um, back and forth with one of these. That's shame. They asked. Um, they said hello, and they got a response back like hello. Like somebody was like responding to them, like surprise, like hello, hello. And oh, then, like a, oh, you know yeah. I'm here, kind of thing. And they asked, oh. "What's your name?" It said David. And oh. then oh. so the man introduced himself. He said, "My name's Jay." Can you say my name? Say my name. My name's Jay. Jay. Uh, Jay. And he said, "Don't make me." Aww. Oh, no. So it said that David loves to play with um the pool table balls when no one's around. He likes to play with them and move them around. So they brought a magic eight ball in, and they had one of those sensors that pick up the the um what do you call it? EFP. When it picks up. Um, E F uh, or EFM. EFM. Well, they had one of those, but it's the one where it it has like five lights, and depending <laughs> if you if you wave your hand over it, then the the lights will fl- will flicker, and if you just leave it on a table, then none of the lights go on. So the idea is that if a spirit were to pass over it, just like the energy picks up from our hand crossing over it, it will pick up the spirit as well. So they were trying to ask some questions um with this thing now. And he did confirm that he was there and that he was not alone, but he seemed disinterested and rather played with the ball. And while they're busy recording the lights, you can actually see the ball moving around a little bit. Ooh. So yeah, that was quite interesting. So I feel there... sad for David. I know. But um, he seems to be, for the most part, a, a, a pretty happy spirit. Um, reports, reports from guests and employees at the hotel include things like hearing David running up and down the hallways at 3 in the morning when no other rooms are booked. So it's like mm. if you're the only room there, if you the people who's booked in the hotel that night, you will hear him running up and down the hallways. And some people have even heard him laughing. Oh, ew. <laughs> well, you for us, but he seems he seems happy at least. Um and he's said to I mean it's great
0: so, but like man, I hate when kids go to laugh I know kid's kid stuff. Laugh.
1: Know, stuff. Well, um the little boy is also said to love the kitchen and chefs often see him running in front of the hot pass. He also enjoys yeah. playing pranks on people. He likes to move their things around and break glasses and in an interview he's kind of like yeah
0: he sounds a bit like alfie from um what the one i did last week
1: oh yes very much so what was it called the victoria hotel mm. he also plays pranks and stuff all right continue in an interview with one of the employees they recounted she recounted how her and a few other staff members went down to the kitchen to prepare breakfast one day and when they entered the empty kitchen, a big kitchen knife was standing on its own, upright on the point on the counter. Oh it's hell no. There. All on its own. Yeah. And in the kitchen, yeah. in the kitchen, a black figure has also been spotted. And the way they describe this is like you're busy frying an egg you standing in front of the stove and then it will literally walk between you and the stove. Oh, Asked you. Yes. Yeah. So is
0: that like, is that like a, a shadow person it type sounds, of thing?
1: They said a shadowy figure. So it could be a shadow person. Cause it sounds, uh, it sounds pretty solid. Mm. Like if it could actually walk between you and you can like, yeah, so it's not like a shadow up against the wall. It's like something that walk that that walks between you and the and the stove. So that was quite interesting. But the the fact that there's so much haunting in the kitchen makes me wonder if it's not maybe a little bit of Robert left behind because remember he was the chef.
0: Yes, mm. maybe.
1: So other things that go on in the hotels the usual, um, like lights flickering. Um, and doors opening and closing, but also sometimes people feel like they're being pushed up or even down the stairs, the stairs, the main staircase, oh, yeah, where Renee and David That's are. Robert. Who knows? could <laughs> actually be. I, actually, I, I just, I for some reason assumed that it was Renee, but why would she be pushing people? So maybe Robert never left. Mm-hmm. Oh and here's a cute story. Um, David okay so the hotels now split into two sections. There's a restaurant section and a hotel and they op- operate as two separate businesses. So it's still the Glen uh, Karen hotel like property but there's two separate businesses in it. one side restaurant, one side hotel. So the restaurant side, it's got all this really cool old school furniture and stuff. So it's like very nostalgic. It's got like things like chappy bubble gums and um, really um, old records and photos and stuff up on the walls. And, and they've got a couple of like these old bicycles. Yeah. You know, those like tricycles that little kids play on. So mm-hmm. every night – the tricycles leave the restaurant and are found the following morning either upstairs in the pub or even outside outside of the hotel entrance.
0: Oh, but so David rides the tricycles.
1: David rides the tricycles from one side of the property to the other when no one's looking. And they just That's find so cute. It's the thing. Um, people go by. They go, oh, what's the what's the bicycle doing there? They just go, oh, it's not supposed to be there. He he literally rides the tricycles around, and so it's not uncommon for them to wake up in the morning and find a tricycle somewhere randomly outside where it's not supposed to be. That's actually so cute. It is kind of sweet. So at least I'm kind of happy for this little ghost. He seems to be having a good afterlife. Yeah. And one of the other interesting investigations I saw was actually by vloggers called Lost With Us and they stayed over at the hotel 6 months ago. So it's it's very very recent this and um they experienced some weird shit. So their electronic equipment mal- malfunctioned a lot. Like their cell phones would unlock on their own and apps would mm. apps would also open up. And I was thinking, like, this is sort of like when a kid plays with your phone, isn't it? Yes. A white figure came at, like, literally ran up to one of the guests in room four. They then afterwards took a couple of photos of this room, and they did sort of catch two two white blurs. I'll upload it to Instagram, and you guys must let me know what you think of that. Um, They also caught a lot of dust. Oh, sorry. I mean, orbs. (laughs) Shady. (laughs) Shady lady. And the creepiest thing for me was they had their camera face detection on, but they had to switch it off because their camera, the face detection kept on following something unseen.
0: Oh, no. No, you see... Oh, I'm um, sitting in the dark, and there's a dark room behind me, and mama is next to me, and I've got candles, and this is not a great time. Oh, you should have gone
1: first. I'm sorry. So, it's okay. Yeah, so they, and I, I can I can send you the link for this, but I'll please I'll do the link on the post for this, um, for the image um, of the two waiters wait. you, you cut off. Sorry, can
0: you start that sentence?
1: Again. i will post up on social media the photo of the white blues they caught in a photograph with a link to to the actual um video but they were busy interviewing one of the employees at the hotel and it just it, it kept on it would focus on her and then follow something else and then they they kept on oh, no. fighting <laughs> it was like so creepy
0: so oh, that, you know what that reminds me of? Um, I saw this one video and look, it's creepy if it happens to you, but I laughed so hard. Okay. So this girl was using Snapchat filters <gasps> and the camera was facing out and it had those that like the little bunny face <laughs> yeah. with I think glasses or something. Yeah. And it it would like go off and switch back on closer and closer to her until the bunny face was right up in the camera and then she screamed and ran away it was so funny
1: i saw one where there was a girl in a hotel i love hotel Mm -hmm. things so she's walking down the hotel hallway um doing like a little snapchat message with the dog face and then the same thing happened like she turned the phone around and there was a dog face in front of her and then she panned it back to her face and then she panned it back and then it disappeared and then it came back and it was closer so she freaked out and ran into the elevator, and then she had the phone. And he followed her. And then she she put the camera up towards the elevator door, and when the elevator door closed, the dog face popped up again. <laughs> she she screamed, <laughs> but you know it has that voice modifier on, so instead of her being ah, oh, it was like a. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yash, that, that was... Oh, the, cell phone, the cell phone era. Fantastic. The crap you can find on the internet. I love it. Back to Glen Curran Hotel. Um, one of the investigators that um, went with the uh, Lost With Us vloggers he was really adamant that the hotel wasn't haunted, um, and the ghosts seemed to have taken this up as a challenge. And then they started like opening and closing a door in front of him, and then later on, a window fell on him.
0: <laughs> but look, serves him right.
1: <laughs> so he's a believer <laughs> now. He's a believer now. Um, they also did overnight recordings because they stayed the night. And by the way, it's a very cute hotel. We totally have to go. Um, oh, please, can we? yeah they, they're still operating they have a lovely website um we should definitely check it out so yes so they did overnight recordings which i think we should do if we go there but we must only listen mm-hmm. to it after we leave because in their recordings they, uh, they picked up footsteps disembodied voices and the worst thing they caught like this growl this weird growling oof. guttural growl guttural guttural I okay. said that weird guttural yeah. growl. It was no the growling. The growling was really weird. Um, and then um, the main the the main uh, vlogger lady in her sleep, um, she was mumbling, "Get off me!" <gasps> ooh, oh oh no! I got
0: goosebumps. Oh hell no! Yeah. So I wanted, to and stand- you know, yeah you you know i mean i'm sure i don't do it anymore but you know i used to have like that weird sleep
1: walking talking um, looking sorry. for things sleeping with sharing a bedroom with you was the creepiest shit of my life
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i couldn't help it i didn't know what i was doing except for that one time i was actually like semi awake it was the time i was looking for my shirt like i actually remember like feeling my body and thinking I didn't have a shirt on. So I had to
1: go and find a shirt. Oh, yeah. I remember. And I had to explain to you that you're wearing your shirt and you have to go back to sleep. And
0: I didn't believe you. I you honestly didn't... remember not believing I
1: show you. I did to no. show you.
0: I still didn't believe you. I went to bed thinking you're crazy for letting me sleep without a shirt.
1: I just... Okay. So the creepiest thing you ever did while sleeping was... Um, like a year after our cat Missy went missing when one night um, I woke up because you're going here, Misty, Misty, to the middle of the floor. Yeah, key- I'm sorry. We're looking at something and you were like, come kitty, come, come here. And like, oh, my flip. And then I had to put you to bed. You fall back to sleep, obviously. And I'm sitting there alone mm-hmm. in the dark like, what the fuck just happened? No, that was <sighs> – but let me just end my story Sorry. quickly because I found this really cute snippet from Gateway Magazine um, talking about the hotel now. <clears throat> this friendly family spot located between Fishhook and Simonstown is perfect for watching the southern right whales – Stay the night in an ensuite room with a view of the beach and you may also encounter two ghostly residents. Or oh, enjoy spirits of a different kind at the Stoop and Swing Pub. That is beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Cute? I thought it was adorable. I like that the that the hotel, like, literally, they have a little paragraph written up on the haunting. So it's like, they're not milking it. They, they're saying, hey, listen, we're... We we recognize we recognize that we're a little haunted, um, you know, but we go with it and it's not their main thing. It's like they're not make. it's not like this weird – they haven't turned it into mm. a marketing thing. They don't, like, push for that. So that's quite interesting. But the town in which it's located, that's Simon's Town, I actually would like us to do a full episode on because there are so many – hauntings there and stories but this the the information is so difficult to come by I think we might need to do a couple stories in one episode which could be kind of cool okay I'm down for that all right let's do it but I do think that that's it for today all right well again
0: that that was a really a really interesting story um I mean, I like that you're actually able to find a little bit of a background, like you know who the people were, who the ghosts are. It took like for me. It took a all I know uh, is that it's a nun and a woman and a child. So it's like, I tried so hard to find just a name. Yeah. And okay, eventually I got Alyssa, but like, who the heck is Alyssa supposed to be anyway?
1: Oh, it it took a lot of digging. I I won't lie. Um most of the sites and articles and even interviews that I looked into never even used names. Um, Like eventually I found two sources confirming um, Renee and David's name, but it took me forever to find out Robert's name. And then in another source, someone said his name was George. But, yeah, it was two against one, so I went with Robert. But that the point is that this information is so hard to come by, and that takes me back to my point earlier where I'm like, South Africa just was not interested in that sort of stuff 100 years ago. And it's a shame because we're interested in it now. Oh. Here we are 100 years later trying so hard to share some fresh new stories with the rest of the world, and <laughs> it it took me like three hours just to find their names. Look, South African ghost stories
0: have to start somewhere. And if it's going to start with us, then (laughs) we're just going to have to go through the trouble.
1: (laughs) But yeah, that brings us to the end of season one, episode three. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as I mentioned before, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Um, We're using the handle Dead Curious. We're also on Patreon. Also under the handle Dead Dead Curious. And if you want to email us, you can contact us at Dead Curious Pod. That's Dead Curious P-O-D, all lowercase, one word, at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, to our international listeners <laughs> and to our international listeners, welcome aboard. It's so great to see that. We've got some international interest and we'd love to hear what you guys think.
0: Yes. And like we mentioned earlier, if you have any stories of your own, please let us know. It would be nice to hear from some other people. Uh, it would be nice to hear your own personal stories. First, we
1: would like some firsthand um, encounters to share for one of the upcoming episodes.
0: Yes. So if you don't mind your encounter or your story to be shared on the podcast, then please, please let us know.
1: And with that, goodbye. Bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) It, mm-hmm. oh my gosh are these dogs <laughs> I know I know oh, <gasps> you ho bag I'm not a hoe bag if you're okay, covering, a
0: little <laughs>
1: yes you are <laughs> if you're covering
0: that story tonight then this podcast is officially over because you are not my sister
1: Oh, that's so great. It kept on breaking up. It kept on breaking up. I love that so much. I feel like I won the argument.
0: We're not a city of cavemen, Roxanne. We know how to build
1: buildings. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. I told you. Wow. Hello.